and thank you for joining us today. I'm Gretchen Robinson, Marketing Dietitian with Martin Brothers Distributing, and we're so glad you're joining us for this mini-series on equipping senior living facility leaders and dining directors with the knowledge of industry challenges and putting cost control measures into place in order to feed your bottom line. To look at systems analysis, I'm joined by Tim Yoder. He's a territory sales manager for Martin Brothers in the Wisconsin area. And Tim, like a lot of our employees, you come to us with a variety of experience. My favorite, because I can have a favorite of your job experiences, would be that you used to be a dietary manager. I did. I was a dietary manager for nine years for an assisted living team in Appleton, Wisconsin. Um, it was a great time. I learned a lot about the industry, and it helped me, uh, you know, come into my new role as a territory sales manager and working with Martin Brothers. Yeah, you've definitely seen both sides of things. So when we talk about systems analysis, we're talking about analyzing our processes and procedures, those day-to-day -day activities that we already have in place. The foods that we purchase in a community is also something that can be analyzed, but reviewing those um, invoices and purchases can be such a daunting and overwhelming task. And I know I've been into um, an office where the invoices are spread all over and they're trying to make sense of it all. How do you recommend reviewing purchases? <laughs> that is a great question. At Martin Brothers, we have a lot of different reports to help our customers. One of those ways I recommend is to work directly with your sales representative on a descending dollar report. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the things that we look for when we're looking at a descending dollar report? Well, when looking at a descending dollar report, you want to look at what items are at the top of your spend by usage and by price. This will allow you to identify items that might look off. What would be uh, some common red flags then that, that you've talked about? Things that look off or what things would Some stand red flags. Out? I really think uh, looking at your soda, like if you see soda at your top spend, mm -hmm. um, ice cream, uh, supplements, bacon. Bacon be another one. A lot of people, if you have bacon at your top spend, where is it going? I mean, you just you serving bacon to the residents for, you know, your morning, your lunch, your afternoon, your dinner. Yeah. Where is that going? Um, same thing like chemicals. If you have high usage of chemicals, that's a great point to look at because are the chemicals being wasted? Are they being dumped? Are they not being used correctly? Mm -hmm. What are some areas? Or maybe the dispenser for your dishwasher when you're pumping in your sanitizer or your detergent. It might be going out, so you might want to call your service tech to come out, service it, look at it, and see and identify if that's being wasted. Mm -hmm. So I've seen on some of the descending dollar reports, usually like number two, definitely seen bacon there <laughs> in the number two spot. Um, and, and there's no nutritional value to it. We don't count bacon as anything, so it definitely can be going elsewhere. Some of the other things that we see sometimes could be a supplement that's at the top of that list. And that, those are good opportunities to ask, why is that there? Which is, which is what you're saying. Correct. Because some of the time, we can have orders in place for supplements or a certain snack or whatever it might be. And those are outdated or the, the patient or the resident is no longer consuming those. Um, so it's a good point to bring up the red flags, the things that usually are not there. Um, and let's talk about juice. So if juice is at the top... What are some recommendations that you 
Well, the thing with juices, I think a lot of people think that you need to serve juice for breakfast. You need to serve it for lunch. You need to serve it for dinner. Well, you don't. Or another thing that people see is they just serve eight ounces of juice, you know, Mm -hmm. right away. They put it on the table. They don't, the resident might not drink it Mm -hmm. or, you know, they might ask for seconds, you know, and you automatically do it. You want to make sure you're tracking your juice intake. One good way is actually to take all the juice that's left over on the tables and dump it into a pitcher. Yeah. And then you can see exactly what's left over after every meal and see if you have a lot of usage or a lot of waste, I should say, uh, during that time. Yeah, we've seen customers who um, have gone to only offering the required amount at breakfast and then other times during the day, they're just going to offer a fruit drink, which is obviously less expensive. Or we've had customers go to um, the juice cart or a beverage cart and do offer versus automatically serving and pre-pouring with all the cost of the the extra lids as well. Well, you see the same thing with milk too. A lot of th- a lot of times that happens with milk. Milk is just automatically served, you know, whether they want it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, to back up to the juice, you could actually use like uh, a drink mix instead of serving juice all the time. Why not supplement a drink mix? That will help with costs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else would you say that, that you're looking for in a descending dollar report. Is there anything else that you would want to add? Really at a descending dollar, you want to see like if something is out of the ordinary, like I was talking about the other things like ice cream cups. If you see ice cream cups at uh, a number one, you're wondering to yourself, are ice cream cups, is it being served to the residents? Are they giving it to family members? Is staff taking it or is staff using it a lot? Ice cream cups I see can go through a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody loves ice cream. They want it. I mean, it's a great meal and it's a great <laughs> snack. Um, so I would be looking for things like that, ice cream cups. Things are out of the ordinary that mm-hmm. you might not serve every day, but you're burning through and you're ordering a lot of. Yeah, and ask the questions too. I'm, um, with the ice cream cups, they might be used in activities or something, and maybe they just need to come out of a different budget. Um, but looking at it on that descending dollar report would bring it bring Correct. it all together. So. You kind of, let's, let's touch on it again. How often would you want to review purchases in a descending dollar report? You want to look at uh, your descending dollar report every three to six months. The reason you want to do that, it allows you to look at it right before you switch your menu cycles. So your spring and summer, your fall and winter, doing every three to six months will allow you to get your best bang for your buck. Doing it more than that, you're kind of wasting time because a lot of the items aren't going to be changing. Your pricing is not going to be fluctuating that much. So doing it every three to six months will allow you to really capture, you know, your overall savings. Mm-hmm. What about, I mean, one of the requests that we get from, from non-customers would be to do a price comparison. And sometimes we don't always know what the, what the products are or there, there are some pitfalls that come with that. So why don't you talk about that for a little bit? Price comparisons, they can be very challenging. Uh, one of the most challenging aspects of a price comparison is uh, matching up the items to items. When I say items to items, I mean apples to apples. So you're talking about your brand, your pack size, uh, your description, your usage. One of the big things is time of pricing too. A lot of people don't understand pricing can change a lot from month to month. So if you're doing a price comparison and you're using pricing from March to maybe August, the pricing is going to be way different, especially right now in the in the era we're in with mm-hmm. inflation and everything like that, what's happening at the markets. Um, you want to make sure you're really looking at your time of pricing when doing price comparisons. 
And so that's also where optimizations can come in or what we call optimizations. Yeah, I agree. How else could you, like when we say optimizations, what do we, what do we mean? Well, when people are talking about optimizations, they allow you to uh, move from one item to a different item, but uh, allow you to look at potential savings. When you're doing that, you want to look at potential savings, but you're not also sacrificing the quality of the product. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people think that, well, you can just get an optimization. You can put in, for example, one chicken breast, and you put in a frozen chicken breast, and you compare it to a fresh chicken breast. Well, there's a big difference there. So you want to make sure when you're doing optimizations, you're looking and comparing them almost apples to apples, but maybe just a different brand or maybe a different pack size. So instead mm -hmm. of using 44-ounce chicken best chicken breast, you can use uh, 53 three ounces and save yourself some money on that side of it. So that's yeah. a perfect time to uh, utilize optimizations. And I think it's also a great time to look at, sometimes we forget why we started ordering the products that we are ordering. So there have been times where I'll see somebody that has had a five ounce chicken breast and in most senior yeah. livings, we don't need a five <laughs> ounce chicken breast. It might look good on the plate and cover the plate right. well, but it, we're overfeeding, um, and sometimes we get into a, an issue there. So doing those optimizations. A lot of waste, mm -hmm. you know, and then that's where the optimization can really come in. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of things that you managers and sales reps do to, to help with our customers and help manage their spend, and we've talked about a few of those now. But what are some of the other ways that you help? I think some other ways to help control spend uh, is GL coding. Uh, Martin Brothers has the ability to help our customers with GL coding. Um, GL coding can help them with consistency. It helps uh, eliminate inaccuracies when they're actually uh, GL coding their invoices. A lot of uh, dietary managers, they'll highlight it. Mm -hmm. While we have the ability to actually go into our system now, assign those GL codes directly for them. So when they get the invoice, those items will be already GL coded and it can actually allow that to go directly to their accounting department. Mm -hmm. I've heard that it can save know a job that either the dietary manager or business office manager used to take a couple of hours to do now takes like 15 minutes by all means yeah usually we say between three to four hours a week it can even save these dietary managers it also okay. can save your uh, accounting department a lot of time we're able to download it directly into an excel form mm -hmm. on that excel form we can actually help them upload it to their third-party integration system for tracking. So we can do a lot of things to really uh, help save time with the GL code. Yeah, technology is good. What, what, what other technologies have you been able to implement? I think another good one would be uh, that we just started looking at and working with our customers on is uh, insights. Um, we also can help them track their PPD spend. Um, when I say track their PPD spend, they can actually go into our system, enter in their monthly census, off of that monthly census, they can choose what their PPD is for the month. So if it's 650 or 750, and then that will automatically calculate what they have to spend for the month. Mm -hmm. By doing that, that's a great thing because then it actually correlates with that on their ordering screen. So every time they order, order an item, they'll be able to see it deducted from their budget. So they can manage their spend monthly. Instead of being behind, they'll be ahead of the game. Yeah, it's really helpful. I, I mean, what I've seen um, to be able to actually keep track, we all know intellectually that we should keep track of the money that we spend, but time is tight and we don't always do that. And so having some form of technology to be able to, to do that is, 
is really beneficial. So, Tim, I want to thank you for your for your time today. <laughs> thank you, Gretchen. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Join us next time as we take a look at what's feeding your bottom line.